This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Attitude Era Show. We are looking at a show today from June 15th, 1998. It's in San Antonio, Texas, Season 6, Episode 24. And as we open this show, we see a hell in the cell hanging from the rafters. I'm not quite sure what it's there for. But we open this show with a big surprise. Sable music and entrance. Remember, Sable lost her contract in the WWE to Mark Merrow. And Merrow wound up firing her. In the previous weeks, we had played <clears throat> vignettes of Sable painting a picture that she was gone from the WWE, but of course everybody knew she was not gone. So Sable gets a huge pop on her return and she gets a mic in the ring and she says the person responsible for her return is Mr. Vince McMahon. Vince comes out and has Sable read a statement that of course he wrote. And Vince uh, states that he had nothing to do with Steve Austin being attacked last week. Remember, at the end of the show, Austin was attacked by Kane and Mankind and put in a ginormous casket. Um, Vince says he will um, bring those who attacked Austin to justice. You got to remember, man. This is right around the time of uh, O.J. Simpson. And uh, that's what this line is a little bit attributed to, that uh, Vince is going to bring those to justice who attacked Stone Cold Steve Austin, which brings out Austin. And the first thing he does is remove Sable from the ring, and then he pulls an old Billy Jack Uh, on um, Vince McMahon when he says, I'm going to put this foot in your ass and there ain't a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Um, Austin chases Vince around the ring. Vince kind of stops Austin, begs off, and basically blames Taker for everything that happened last week. He's alluding to the fact that Taker may be in cahoots with Paul Barrick, his brother Kane, and Mankind. This brings out Taker. And Taker says, I came out here man-to-man, and I X two weeks ago for a title shot. This is Vince's con. Everything he's saying is a damn lie. And Taker lets Vince know that you will never, ever manipulate the mind of the Undertaker. And this brings out Mankind, Kane, and Paul Bearer to the stage. Man, look at the manpower. I just pointed out last week on Raw 
Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, and R.D. McDonough open the show. Look at who you've got here. Sable, Vince McMahon, Austin, Taker, Kane, Mick, and Paul Barra. Seven absolute legend and should be Hall of Famers. Sable will never get into the Hall of Fame for political reasons. But seven Hall of Famers out there. Great, great, great opening. Paul Bearer congratulates Taker. And he makes it clear that McMahon had nothing to do with last week. It was all the Undertaker and I. So again, great storytelling here as Paul, with Austin out there, is stating that Undertaker is in business with him. Um, And he claims that Taker wants to take Austin's soul. And that's why the cell is there. Because he wanted to trap Austin in that cell tonight. But Paul Bearer has a different idea, man. Tonight, there's going to be a tag team match in hell in the cell. And that is going to be the entrance ramp to the highway to hell. Um, So there is going to be a hell in the cell match tonight. Think about this, man. Going head-to-head with Nitro, I just don't know how you're going to miss this one. Kane and Mankind against Taker and Stone Cold Steve Austin in a hell in the cell match. Then we go to a match with Vader and The Rock. And after the nation has been sent to the back, Mark Mark Henry comes out ringside. As Rock has the ref, Henry attacks Vader on the outside, throws him in the ring, and The Rock, Rock bottoms Vader for the win. And this brings, um, oh, no, rock, rock Bottoms, Vader for the win, he goes over. You see, bro, when you're telling stories, bro, you can do things like this and not hurt anybody. The fact that there's a story going on here, Vader's been having heat with the nation, Mark Hendry, therefore, comes out and drops Vader. You don't have to do 50-50 booking. Vader is protected because the referee never saw the uh, uh, Mark Henry come out. From there, we go to a, uh, a vignette that's threaded throughout the show, and it's DX dropping knowledge on this night. Triple H and X-Pac are going to have their King of the Ring match. So we keep going back to a the school with a bulletin board. DX trying to figure out how they're going to lay this thing out. This one highlighted Road Dog, But this is a thread that's used throughout the entire night to promote that match. From there, we go to another Edge vignette. I cannot believe, bro, like what 
26 years later, 26 years later, he's in a uh, AEW ring. That is unbelievable. From there, we go to Draws and Double J. Double J gets the red carpet rolled out from him. He's with Tennessee Lee. Mark Merrow and Jackie come out. Remember, there was heat last week in a tag team match, man. So we are following that up. Jackie slaps uh, Tennessee Lee. Merrow then low blows Double J. And this is Draz goes over. So this is a good way to get Draz a win. Plus, you are setting up the King of the Ring match next week with Double J and Mark Merrow. They would never do that today, bro. So this works out twofold where Young Draz gets a win over Double J. And um, it is also setting up the match between Mark Merrow and Double J for the King of the Ring tournament. We uh, then go to a shot of Val Venus's door. We know he's up next. We come back to to DX with those vignettes. And this time, badass Billy Gunn is the teacher. We go to Val and Brian Lee. Val has a hello, ladies. They say that things are a lot bigger in the state of Texas. But, of course, that's because you have uh, that statement was never actually true until Val Venus came. Spin it out, Vince. Spin it out, Vince. Let me read that again. They say, I can't read my own writing, but they say something to the effect that things are a lot bigger and better in the state of Texas. And Val says that statement was never actually true until Val Venus came. So we have a little double entendre there. I had a pop bro because there was an ECFNW shirt ringside. And now you can see the conspiracy because you know how the WWE is in making people take shirts off and taking signs from people, etc., you know the history they have. This is interesting, though, bro, because this person isn't told to take off the ECF and W shirt. And then we have found out throughout history that ECW and the WWE were in cahoots all along. So maybe that is the reason why the short shirt is allowed to stay ringside. We have Kevin Kelly interviewing The Undertaker, the topic Can you trust Steve Austin tonight as your tag team partner, man? So you could see we're building a Hell in a Cell match. We're building the Triple H X-Pac match. And then we come back to another Triple H X-Pac vignette. And they decide, "Let's let's just go out there and do it, man. Let's just go out there and have a hell of a match. May the best men win. Um, so everything, man, is designed and crafted to keep you posted to this television show, man, and not, uh, not be dared to sway away and check out Monday Nitro. And we're doing that with two pretty heavy, uh, storylines in this show. Plus, of course, the King of the Ring qualifying matches. 
From there, we go to Mark Merrow with Jackie against Dustin Rhodes. Um, JJ, uh, Double J comes out with Tennessee League, Southern Justice. Uh, Double J sits down on color just like Merrow did. But this time, Sable walks down the ramp, distracts Merrow, and uh, Dustin gets uh, does the bulldog and gets a big win over uh, Mark Merrow. My point is, man, we gave big wins here to Draz and Dustin, but neither one of them were hurt, and it's not 50-50 booking because there is a story involved. And when you have stories, you can do stuff like this so it doesn't feel like it's 50-50 booking. We go back to the DX thread. This time, China takes charge and says, just go out there and wrestle like men. Um, So we are going to get a Triple H and X-Pac match, which looks like it's going to be straight up. From there, Kevin Kelly interviews Dustin Rhodes and uh, Dustin thanks his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I guess we are still going under the guise of that storyline. Finally, we get to Xbox and Triple H. China comes out. There's a spot where China throws Triple H back in the ring. There's a there's a uh, point where she throws X-Pac in the ring. So China is calling this fair and square right down the middle. However, this match is interrupted by Rock, who is up in the balcony. While Rock has everyone's attention, Owen attacks X-Pac on the opposite side of the ring. Injures his leg. X-Pac can't make it back into the ring. The referee, whose attention was taken by Rock, never saw what happened. X-Pac is telling uh, Triple H, get in the ring, get in the ring, get in the ring, because Triple H wants to make sure X-Pac is okay. And X-Pac wants to make sure that uh, DX has a representative in King of the Ring. So Triple H does roll into the ring and gets uh, X-Pac counted out. This was done very well, man. All these things, man, everything we did was calculated. By Rock cutting the promo on the balcony, all the attention is going to Rock, including the referees. That opens the door for Owen. He injures X-Pac. X-Pac can't continue but clearly tells Triple H to get back in the ring. This was done very, very, very well. From there, we go to Al Snow coming down to the ring with Head, and they are both dressed as Avatar. If you can remember, man, Avatar was a lame, 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 lame angle that was bestowed upon Al Snow. Al is not happy. He says, I came out here to make two citizens arrest. One for Vince McMahon attempting to murder my career with this Aldo Montoya gimmick, which made me pop. And second, 
uh, he wants to arrest Jerry Lawler, a man for giving him the baloney pole, the baloney pony, and lying to him. Lawler then cuts a promo on Al, says you need to get rid of Head. Al gets heat on Law on Lawler. Al then crazy Al snowplies the referee Jack Doan. Uh, and Al knocks everyone out with the head security and everybody else. This was a very, 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 very entertaining segment, in my opinion. But things are about to get uh, very serious here as we see a shot of Austin in the back getting ready for his match against Taker. We then have another DX Super Soaker spot. And now uh, Michael Cole is interviewing Austin, asking Austin if he can trust Taker or if Taker can trust him. And Austin says flat out, Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't trust anybody. And no, The Undertaker cannot trust me. Uh, we find out later on the show there's going to be a tag team Royal Rumble match to name a number one contender. Um, and we we then go to a match between Owen Hart and Mark Henry against Dan Severn and, and Ken Shamrock. And again, these are singles matches now as we rev, uh, advance to the King of the Ring tournament, man. So these matches mean something. Do you guys see the constant storytelling? These four men are going to be involved in single matches in the uh, in the last as the last eight guys in the King of the Ring tournament. That's why we're having this match. Uh, we have uh, Owen has the sharpshooter on Shamrock. Looks like he's going to win the match. DX hits based on Owen laying out X-Pac. That brings out Vader, who's getting heat on Henry. There is absolute chaos. The nation's out there. The fans are going nuts. But these run-ins, bro, they, they, they helped you to not have clean wins all of the time. And clean wins, somebody wins clean, somebody loses clean, and nobody gets over, bro. And like I said, man, by the time we get to the end of this, the fans are going absolutely nuts. From there, we go to Kane and Mick, uh, and they are going to be in this tag team Royal Rumble match. So they're going to be in this match first, and then they're going to be in Hell of the Cell. They start off this match against the Legion of Doom. Every 30 seconds, a new tag team enters. The other tag teams to enter in this match, Midnight Express, DOA, the Headbangers, Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor, uh, Galga and Kurgan. Uh, that's a uh, very odd pairing. Let's see, talking Michinoko and Bradshaw, Farouk and Blackman. So there were, and the Funks, Terry Funk and Flash Funk. There were 10 teams, bro, involved in this. 
and Kane and Mankind win the match and are now the number one tag team contenders, but they have the match tonight in the hell in the cell with Taker and Austin. I, I, I loved how it was okay to have various things going on, bro. That was absolutely fine, bro. And, uh, you know, the fact that now Kane and Mick are the number one tag team uh, contenders and, you know, t- uh, you know, Taker wants the shot at Austin. Kane and Mick, you know, want to eliminate Taker. Man, there's so much intrigue here. And there's so many twists and turns. And there are so many elements of this show that can keep you interested. Um, We then finally get to the Hell in the Cell match. So now we have the Hell in the Cell match. And Paul Bearer says that his plan tonight will unfold to the entire world. And he is trying to paint a picture that Undertaker is actually in cahoots with him and his son Kane and Mankind. That's the swerve that Paul Bearer is trying to paint. So we have the glass breaking. We have Austin's music and entrance, but no Taker. So is Taker going to screw Austin? Is Taker not showing up? From there, we go to a shot of Paul Bearer locking himself in the cage so he is safe. And on the outside, Kane and Mankind are doing damage to Steve Austin. However, unbeknownst to him, Taker comes up through the mat. I always love people coming through the mat, bro. I don't know why. I am such a mark for people coming through the mark, through the mat. And he attacks uh, Paul Bearer. He bloodies Paul Bearer. Paul Blair is a bloody mess. Kane sees this and frantically tries to get into the cage to help his dad. Climbs to the top of the cage, trying to find a way in. Uh, Meanwhile, on the outside, Stone Cold is beating the snot out of Mick Foley. There is a vicious, 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 unprotected headshot. Again, bro, we did not know then what we know now, but it is pretty vicious. Uh, So once uh, Austin lays out Mick, now Austin climbs to the top of the cage. And Austin is getting heat on Kane. Both men are on the top of the cage. Taker's bloodying Paul Bearer. And we go off the air 100% hot, bro. You see, man, you see every week, man, we end this show where you must watch next week. There is that cliffhanger. We keep things going and going and going. This is what you call episodic television. This is what you call must-see TV. And as you're learning during these shows, 
it is vital and extremely important the way you write these shows and the way you craft these shows. And if you are not a writer, you are not going to know how to do that. So what are you going to have, bro? Match, backstage interview. Match, backstage interview. Match, backstage interview. Match, backstage interview. Exactly what wrestling has become today. So that's why you hear me all the time, man, talk about the importance of writing these shows, man. And I really hope you guys can actually go back and see this episode, man. June 15th, 1998, Season 6, Episode 24, and you will see why writing is vital, man. And again, I got to tip my hat to JR, man. JR is so in the moment and so making every little thing mean something. And you need an announcer like that. It is absolutely vital to the show. And, you know, this is a this is a movie going on, bro. This is a nonstop movie. When you watch wrestling today, it's clearly just standalone segments. Nothing intertwines with anything else. Once a segment is over, we go on to the next segment and then the next segment and then the next segment. And you know what? If you don't like one of those segments, man, you're just going to tune out. But if as a writer, man, you can write this all together and everything means something and you've got a guy like JR delivering all this stuff, telling a story, man, there is no way you're going to be able to go and watch the competition. That's why I am begging them, hire a writer who knows how to write a show. And I'm not even really talking about creative. You can give them all the creative pieces if you want. Give them all the creative pieces. Give them all the elements of the, of, of the show. But let a writer write this show. It is absolutely crucial and it is absolutely vital. There you have it, everybody, man. Of course, as always. Any comments, just let me know. Russo'sBrand.com. Just write me at OfficialVinceRusso at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. Any questions, anything I missed, feel free to let me know. Take care, everybody. <laughs>